0: But believe me, folks, it can't compare to an evening with Scott Einhorn
1: on WRSU-FM in New Brunswick. two of, thing of the WRQ Chris Conis
0: so with alone, Dylan McCoy, Mike Nichols, Gideon Fox, but and K.O. Palan. Nice well, we were talking uh, in the first hour about, um, you know, we kind of jumped all over the place going over from Rutgers basketball to shorting NFL teams. Uh, but we're going to sort of re- refocus ourselves back to real sports. Um, Hall of Fame vote coming out no one selected to the hall of fame for the first time since 2013. So guys, I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you guys make of what the voters decided?
2: So what I have to say is a if you if you submit a blank ballot, you should be disqualified from voting for the hall of fame anymore. Secondly, if you don't vote for the guy who hit 700 home runs and is the all-time leader in home runs walks intentional walks and on base percentage you should be disqualified as a hall of fame i'm sorry and i understand that barry bond's juiced and like i i do know that that happened but he is the best hitter who ever lived if the baseball hall of fame doesn't have the best hitter who ever lived and one of the best pitchers ever in roger clemens and kurt schilling too honestly on his statistics is probably a hall of famer You know, I just don't understand how the Baseball Hall of Fame can keep out one of the best players in the history of the sport, if not the best player in the history of the sport. But, you know, I I think the steroid... I'm sure people have gotten in who have roided before. Like, how are you going to exclude the guy with the best statistics ever? I don't get it.
0: There are people in MLB that are probably roiding right now, and they're going to be in the Hall of Fame because they're not going to get caught because they've learned how to cheat the tests. Like... So stupid.
3: And what about what about pitchers that use you know, uh, like some su- like a substance for their hands to make the ball stickier? That way they have, they get a higher spin rate, like the uh, New York Yankees pitcher. Uh, I think his name's Garrett Cole.
2: I was gonna say Michael Pineda because I remember when he got caught. Oh, Pineda, um, that was
3: bad. It was on it was on his neck, but
2: it was like very obviously on his neck. That was one of the worst displays of like deceitfulness I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, that was awful, and he got caught the game before, also, and he decided that wherever he put it last, the game before wasn't good enough, so he put it on his neck, which was obviously worse.
4: And it was clear Pineda had something on his neck, too, like the camera saw it, the broadcasters were talking about it on TV, like that was just too obvious.
3: But uh, Dylan, I I have a question for you. well, I agree someone like Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame despite their steroid use because, like you said, Barry Bonds, uh, steroids doesn't give you bat speed. Steroids doesn't give you, uh, you know, hand-eye contact. He, he had two of those. You know, he was one of the best hitters of all time. Um, and he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just such like Roger Clemens. But what do you think about someone, uh, just off the top of my head, a player like gary sheffield right i believe he had over 500 home runs if i remember correctly and he also used steroids he's kind of on the fringe what do you think he would have been without yeah. steroids or like there's guys uh, like that that maybe shouldn't shouldn't be able to get in without steroids but they got in with steroids like jose could like, say was like a gary career sheffield probably won't he get in.
2: he only got like 20 percent of the vote this year and it's very rare that you know even, even if it is 10 years from now, it's very rare that someone will go up a full 55% to get in. You know, usually you have to start high, you know, to, to even have a chance.
3: No, of but. course. I'm just saying, what if it's a player that, you know, like, like Chris said, because players are doing it right now, and they're not getting caught right now. What if it's a player that no one knows if they actually did? There's only suspicion, right? Um and they were on the fringe, wouldn't that make it, like, if Gary Sheffield, people were like, oh, he's clean, he never used steroids, his boat would easily be at least 10-15% to higher. Am I wrong?
2: I don't disagree with you, but I still think, you know, when you look at Barry Bonds, you see him play in Pittsburgh, and, like, you can tell when he started juicing. Like, his body, his physical body changed. Like, it was very obvious, looking back. And, like, he had all-time seasons before that happened. The 500-500 club only exists because Barry Bonds played the game of baseball. You know He did things that no other player has ever come close to doing. He he has to be in the Hall of Fame. And if you want to talk about the Hall of Fame steroids debate, all you have to do is look to next year's class. You got A-Rod and you got David Ortiz who are two guys that probably should make it but are probably going to be a question because of their steroid use. So it'll be interesting to see next year... Next year is Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens last year of eligibility too. So they might not get in the hall of fame at all, which would be ridiculous. Now,
3: my uh, uh Dylan, do you think there should be like, cause this is something I thought about. I thought, you know, like, obviously, yes, there is like a difference because these guys did juice. They, they did cheat the game in one way or another, not taking away from Barry Bonds, God given talent. Cause like you said, before he started juicing, uh, not only did he have career years, but he was also a gold glover in the outfield. You never saw that when he started juicing. He won nine was, gold gloves. Yeah, that was, that was unreal. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying, Uh, do you think there should be maybe a separate wing for guys that are steroid users or maybe some sort of asterisk? Um, and, and to rebound off that, not only do I take that, but do you think if a guy like Barry Bonds who has career numbers and obviously cheated the game? If he gets in the Hall of Fame, do you think a guy like Pete Rose, who also has career numbers but cheated the game in a different way, do you think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Pete Rose should be a Hall of Famer. Pete Rose should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been a Hall of Famer twenty-five years ago. He's he's the best contact hitter to ever play the game of baseball. He's the most hits of all time.
0: I would There's say Rose cheated the game Hall way Hall less than Bonds did. Like, Absolutely. completely agree. Like, cause bonds Absolutely. like actually affected like the direct results. Whereas Pete Rose was, he was betting on himself, right?
2: Pretty much. I don't think he ever bet on, I don't think, well, reportedly I don't think he ever bet on himself. He
0: probably did, you know, I do right, that, right that. That was yet, what Denver. I heard. I'm, sure I'm not, did. I'll admit, I'm not like but... really, really well versed in it cause I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but either way, like unless so, he, I... as long as he's not throwing games, like that's not, I don't think that's a bannable offense.
3: So, I, I think reportedly he bet on like game other games inside of baseball, but not himself. Although, I think he did bet on himself because if you're a guy, I'm sure that's gonna bet, on, bet on the game of baseball as a baseball player, uh, I, th- I think you bet on himself. Um, what about guys that bet on other sports? Is that legal as a professional athlete? Like, can you be a professional baseball player and bet on the Super Bowl?
2: I don't see why not. You don't have an effect on it at all. Like, it's not even, like, the same sport where you could, like, I don't know. I guess say something. I don't know how it would really work with, against with other teams in the same sport. But I don't see why not in other sports. I don't think the leagues would be able to prevent you from doing
3: that. Yeah, I don't see why. I don't don't see why that would be a problem. But yeah so so what do you think should there be like a separate wing for steroid users to kind of to kind of no, you know, I think meet the game of
2: baseball has always been about cheating in one way or another people have been stealing signs for 130 years pitchers used to to face the ball in a thousand different ways just to throw spitballs that would kill people you know what what, what as, about as, my
3: all-time as, favorite the, the shine ball I, exactly, cheating is like a fa-
2: cheating is a fabric of like honestly all sports, but especially baseball. So, and it's it you know who's to say great hitters from the '90s that are in the Hall of Fame now like haven't juiced like you know no one you can't definitively say for sure you can definitively say with these people but like I just think I just think there's too many questions and like their his stats are too great to not be in like. I think the more interesting question will be, um, A. Rod next year, because I think that's going to be very contentious whether he gets in or not. If 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 the climate if the climate in the baseball writers' association stays the same, probably not. But he probably should. In terms of OPS, he's the best hitting third baseman and the best hitting shortstop in the history of baseball. How can you not have him in the Hall of Fame? It makes zero sense.
3: Just because nobody likes him
2: without Barry. You can't you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez. They should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh,
3: so, uh, I so you're you talking about cheating. It was always in the game, right? And before steroids, if you remember, there were there were cork bats. So there was always ways to get to kind of maneuver your way around the game, and you know I think all those are cheating. The only one uh, that you mentioned that I kind of have a problem with you lumping in the same category is sign stealing not sign stealing astro's version because i think that is the worst form of cheating that's worse than steroids by far i think sign stealing by trying to pick up you know the signs during a game and trying to relay them to the batter uh, as, a, as a runner on second base or something like that i
2: i absolutely have oh, I, didn't like that. That. I didn't mean it like right, that i didn't mean it right right if you pick up on well, something some, during some the game do. Like, good for you
3: I yeah, mean, good well, for you she, then. That's a, that's an advantage. Right. Some people do. I find that as a competitive edge, but some people have a problem with, you know, with that whole aspect too. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was thinking you you can't, uh, please everyone. So obviously I think Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. I think Clem should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Alex Rodriguez as a baseball player, yeah, listen, you probably should be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't like the guy personally. Uh, but I think, Yeah, but if you had like, a Hall,
2: if you had a Hall of Fame vote, would you vote for Alex Rodriguez?
3: Yes, because because he's a Hall of Fame baseball player. Because but he my thing it. is. Yes. Right. But my thing is you're never going to please everyone, right? So in order to get the these these baseball writers who completely uh just throw out the window any steroid user as soon as they see the ballot. Um which is a joke. I think you could tell which baseball players are great baseball players like Barry Bonds, someone who used steroids and you know someone who also used steroids who wasn't, you know, a, a great player, but I digress. But to please those guys, I think, you know, putting a little separate wing, you know, just, just for those guys, because you're still in the hall of fame. And listen, if, if you're going to please, you know, the, the, the baseball writers, the older generations, you know, the old, the old-timers uh, that were big baseball fans back back in the day, then if that's what you got to do, you got to do it. I-, I have no problem with there being a separate wing.
2: I don't know. I think they I think they should just be included in the regular Hall of Fame. I think the separate wing is just, just – I don't know. I don't see them doing it. So I don't, like – I just don't see that being an option. I don't know. I, I, I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't see, like – the, the the huge issue with putting barry bonds in the hall of fame like he literally he won seven mvp awards in in every other sport i think they'd be in the hall of fame but i think well i think
3: the i think the problem
2: is, the way
3: that it is yeah like you said baseball is the way that it is but i think the problem is if they let barry bonds roger clemens at the hall of fame they have to let pete Rose into the hall of fame and they've been so stubborn for so long about not letting Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame, and I think that's one thing that they're you know for a long time they're like I- I'm willing to die on this hill and that Pete Rose does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and if they let steroid users in, I think that kind of that's a big backfire on their Pete Rose take. I
2: really hope there is not this big of a conspiracy theory against Pete Rose by the Baseball artists of America. That would that would just be a problem. The guy literally has more hits than anyone who's ever played professional baseball, not named Ichiro. Like, it's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, of course, but he's still not in the Hall of Fame because uh, of He should be in and, the Hall of Fame. He should be, but I'm saying if if they let Clemens and Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame, they've been so stubborn about not allowing Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame. I think that's one of the main reasons they don't want to let these steroid, steroid guys into the Hall of Fame because if they do, they have to look Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame.
2: That's a horrible reason. I really hope that's not their reason. Like, I'm not saying, like, like, it, it does make, su- it makes sense. But, like, if they have that much of a grudge against Pete Rose, I'd be, like, mad at them, honestly. Like, he doesn't deserve it. What what did he ever do to, like, the writers specifically? Like, how did he really disgrace the game? Like, it's 40 years later, and baseball is fine. It's not fine, but it's okay. Baseball is See, surviving. Pete, Pete Rose didn't kill the sport of baseball. Like, there's no reason to keep him out.
3: See, I don't think it's a grudge necessarily against Pete Rose. Uh, When we were talking earlier about Wall Street, we were talking about a lot of egotistical people. And when you talk about owners of baseball and the higher-ups of baseball, um, and I'm looking at you, Rob Manford, um, guys that said what they said when they said it, and they don't want to change their mind no matter what happened. I don't think it's – the grudge against Pete Rose, I think it's, I said this, this is the way it is, and that's it. That makes sense. But, I mean, like, I, I think I'm that's just... how egotistical the, the guys running the league Uh, Because listen, if Rob Manford was such a bad owner, the owners would be angry because Rob Manford works for the owners, right? The owners aren't really that ele- mad at Rob Manford. He is elected by the owners, he has to be elected by the owners. Okay, I'm sorry. But he still works for the owners also. If he's elected. No, absolutely he
2: does. No, you're definitely right. He right. works for the owners.
3: So, if the owners were really had had that big of a problem against Manford or whatever, there, he'd clearly be out. So, clearly the owners, at least one or two of them, and especially the Cincinnati Reds owner, who I don't know who, who he is off the top of my head, there's definitely a grudge against Pete Rose there. Right? So, I think... If Rob Manford, you know, changes his opinion, he gets a couple owners mad at him, he possibly loses his job. I think there's a lot more dominoes to this should we let steroid users into the Hall of Fame uh, whole question than then then meets the eye.
2: Yeah, no, um, I absolutely agree. You know, just getting back to the the, the class next year, you know, obviously you, guys, you have guys like A-Rod and Ortiz. I mean, even even if you take them out, it's still an interesting clash. You have Jimmy Rollins, Mark Teixeira, Tim Lincecum, you know, guys that might not make it. But, you know, I, I, I think obviously the, the most interesting conversation is with is with A-Rod, who 100% should, and David Ortiz, who probably should. But it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the steroid debate will hurt their chances or help chances of maybe other people.
3: A guy you mentioned okay. in that class, uh, someone who I hate as a Mets fan is Jimmy Rollins. He's obviously he was obviously a Philadelphia Phillies great. I think that guy should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't I don't think there's ever been any suspicion of him using steroids, but for my child entire childhood that guy was a Met killer. Uh, I don't really know his stats off the top of my head, but I always remember him being an All Star. Uh, I think that guy should be in the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, I don't particularly know his career stats either, but I do remember he had like a forty-six game hitting streak one year, and
3: I remember. No, was I, was that, that was, Jim, like, was that Jimmy Rollins or Chase Utley? I think it was no, Chase. No, that was Utley. Jimmy Rollins.
2: That was Jimmy Rollins. What? I remember that season. It okay, was like either okay. thirty-six or forty-six games. Either it was something ridiculous. Did but, Chase
3: Utley also have a have, have a hit streak? Because for some reason, that's that's very I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think that might have been a horrible,
3: like Mets fan
2: nightmare, honestly.
3: It 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 may have been, and I and I probably haven't woken up yet.
2: (laughs) I just, you know, the the uh, baseball is is very much a sport about tradition, and like that's fair. You know, tradition is important. Tradition is part of every sport, but they have just shown such a failure to adapt. You know, just in the past. 51020 10 20 years you know it's it's just been ridiculous like you know you have young guys who want to celebrate and like that's that's like how every sport is going you know and in the mlb if you're a young guy and you celebrate the pitcher is going to try to injure you the next time you get up to play and like it's ridiculous you know they're hurting their young stars and they're hurting their legends by not putting them in the hall like it's ridiculous
3: Talk about a game of tradition and failing to adapt. They denied the uh, NL designated hitter. And this is coming from a guy who I like the separate the separate rule of DH and no dh you no know, in the NL and a once once it the change happened in the shortened season, they should have kept it, and that's just another failure to adapt.
2: Yeah, but they'll keep the the seven inning double headers and the half the league makes the playoffs. But they won't keep a, a rule that would make so much sense. How do like? I don't understand how having a pitcher hit makes sense. We were we were talking about this on the Monday edition of the crew at the end at Rapid Fire, and I you know pitchers are injury prone. You know, other, unless you're pitching against Max Mumgarner or Tim Lincecum, it's an automatic out. And yeah, baseball baseball needs to be led by a progressive because the people they have trying to keep the integrity of the game or whatever, are just doing a terrible job. And I'm looking at Rob Manfred, Joe Torrey, and other people in the MLB front office.
3: Do you think Theo Epstein can be a commissioner in the future? If so, can he save baseball? Because I think if anyone can, it's him. I mean, he, he got the Cubs back from, what, a 100-year World Series drought, right?
2: Yeah, one of my good friends who's a baseball fan also brought up the idea of Theo Epstein being the commissioner. Um I actually really like it. You know, he's a guy who who definitely cares about the sport. He's a guy who knows a lot about the sport. Um you know, he's he's a curse breaker. He broke the two longest championship droughts in the sport's history, so he's got to be doing something right. You know, um I would love that. I think it was Troy I believe it was Troy Chris you, I don't know if you can verify. This was kind of a while ago, but Troy mentioned that Tim Kirchin could be the commissioner of the MLB, and while it's probably impractical because he's probably enjoying his job at ESPN, I would love to see it because that's a guy who cares about the game, and I think that's a guy who understands what would need to be done to like fix the game of baseball, fix the Hall of Fame, fix all the problems that they have.
0: I feel like it should be a minimum requirement that in order to be the commissioner of baseball, you have to like baseball.
2: You have to now,
0: value the championship trophy as more than a piece of metal. Or like messing around with the rules, like a runner on second to start extra innings, like what is that crap?
2: 7-inning baseball games? What is going? Like I get that you're trying to get your season in, but like that's just not even a baseball game anymore. You're it's a it's a high school game.
3: Yeah. Now, I I don't really have a problem with the seven the seven uh inning Double headers during a shortened season like last year, but this year is completely different.
2: I hope they're not bringing that back. I assume they're not. I don't. I don't think they would. But try to get new fans in. Ooh, seven inning, two games. Ooh, yeah. The, the no, little uh, gimmicky things they try to do. I hate.
3: Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I, I'm a. You know, and back to your Tim Kerchen point, Dylan. Uh, I believe Troy said it on uh, Wednesday edition of Crew. Uh, last semester, cause I remember him hearing, hearing it, and I think Tim Kerchen is a perfect person. Also, I I think that he would be magnificent at his job, and uh, I think if there's anyone alive that loves baseball more than life itself, I think that that guy is Tim Kerchen.
2: Yeah. I definitely think that, you know, the people at MLB, I don't know if it needs to be new people, or they just need to think about things in a different way, but, you know...
0: And we're back. Final half hour of the WRSU crew. Chris Sikonis here with Dylan McCoy, Mike Nichols, Gideon Fox, and Keor Palan. We're going to talk about something that we don't usually talk about on this show. Well, I mean, we already broke that rule of finance, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but now we're going to get into international sports a little bit. Uh, the Olympics supposed to be held in Tokyo this summer. They were already postponed from last summer. Uh, They might be in jeopardy. Um, Gideon, my understanding you have some info on that?
4: Yeah, so what I've understood was that early or late last week before the weekend, there were some reports coming out that Japan and Tokyo no longer wanted to host the Olympics. Um, They came out like a day later uh, and said that's not true. But then today, the state of Florida offered to host the Olympics if need be. Which, if we're talking about places that are COVID-safe right now, Florida is pretty low on that list. Um, obviously, if they're willing to put up some other facilities, because there's really no time for new facilities to be built, uh, you know, if that's the only option, they may have to go with that. But this was just kind of surprising because a of the conflicting of the conflicting reports, and b just you know randomly the state of Florida offering to host the Olympics. And I, I love the Olympics. I look forward to them. You know, every two years. Um, totally understand why they were postponed. They were rightfully postponed this summer. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the Olympics next summer. Hopefully they happen. I don't know where they're going to happen, but hopefully they do end up going off without a hitch.
0: I love that Florida just decided. Yeah, we'll host the Olympics on six months' notice. Never like mind, how
4: Florida is that how how typical classic as Florida someone who is has that? lived
0: in Florida, I can tell you it's very Florida, like Florida it is. man.
2: Ops to host Olympics would not be a headline that would.
0: That <laughs> With would no uh, preparations or venues or infrastructure or anything, that headline would not surprise that many people. I mean, it didn't surprise me. It's like, oh yeah, it's not even like normally it's like a city. It's like, oh, um, it's Tokyo's hosting the Olympics, Paris is hosting the Olympics, Rio's hosting the Olympics. No, it's just Florida. It's like, all right, we'll have uh, track and field at Daytona, and then we'll do. Uh, um, I don't even know what you do. You do like basketball at this and. Uh, Gainesville. Like, I don't even know how they would do that. Like that would just be a mess.
4: Yeah. I don't think, you know, in typical Florida fashion, I don't think there was a, you know, highly intricate plan that was put out. Um, But I think they're just trying to figure out now. I think they're they're trying to figure out whether or not they want to go ahead with the Florida plan or whether or not they want to buckle Florida down plan. in Tokyo.
0: Let me tell you something. If there's ever a Florida plan for something, it's not Local going to Florida end well. Florida plan. Like it's just not. <laughs>
1: Yikes. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, wouldn't you like seeing, you know, skateboarding now that it's an Olympic sport? Wouldn't you like seeing skateboarding at
3: Disney World like that? That'd be pretty fun. I I would love that. I'm a big skateboarding guy. I'm sorry, Chris, to cut you off. No, I you're fine. To see skate- I would love to see skateboarding uh, wherever it is, especially in uh, which one's in Florida? World or land?
1: I have no idea. World is in
3: yeah, Florida. We- well right, is in florida
2: land is in la
3: i would love to see some skateboarding down down uh disney world uh, some water parks maybe that that'd be really cool but i'd love to see skateboarding uh anytime anyplace especially in the olympics
0: i you know what's i find really like paradoxical is like you think oh florida uh, because surfing's an olympic sport too now Um, it's like, oh, Florida would be perfect for surfing. No, Florida is like the worst state for surfing because there are no waves unless there's a hurricane. So like that's going to be really weird. Like, I mean, they'll probably have to create like some artificial venue, but like they're going to have to do that in like six months notice. I don't know. This whole whole thing gives me like it's always sunny in Philadelphia vibes. It's like the gang tries to host the Olympics. I feel like that's where we're going here. That's a scary um, image six months out. They maybe be from Philadelphia, but they really are like
4: Florida people. Oh, obviously.
0: they well, I mean, like where most people, most Florida man men are not from Florida. F- local Florida men, like all of the all of the weirdos from America, like import themselves into Florida. So, like,
2: not a terrible place to import yourself. It's a nice.
0: I mean, if warm. you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I tried importing myself there. It didn't work out so well. So now I'm here, <laughs> but you know, um, I don't know, man, that would be, it's, it's it kind of stinks too. Cause like, I feel like if it were a normal Olympics, like Florida actually would be, well, I don't know about hosting in the middle of the summer. Cause it gets really hot there, but like the summer Olympics would be like a good, would be really cool if they were in Florida. Like I, I could imagine a city like Miami, like putting together an awesome Olympics. I don't know. That's just me. I could see it. Miami, Miami
2: does do a lot of things.
0: Nice. Unlike the rest of the state, Uh, Miami's so different from the rest of the state. It's like that is
2: very true.
0: I I don't even know how to describe it. It's like part of a lot less old people. It's like if you mixed Latin America with the Northeast and put it in a tropical area. That culturally, that's what Miami is.
4: That would be an awesome opening
0: ceremony. ceremony. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pageantry of the
4: Olympics combined with, like, the culture and the nightlife of Miami, that would be crazy. That would be so cool to watch. That
2: would be an Olympics I'd probably make my way to, honestly.
0: Oh, same. Yeah, Um, agreed.
1: I found uh, this was actually in uh, the rapid fire, so I guess you guys got a sneak peek of this. But Japan is now using robots for COVID-19 testings for the Olympics. Do you think Florida we'll try to make robots i am not cause... letting a
0: florida robot jab a swamp they're not going to do anything no. make
2: robots covid doesn't exist in florida <laughs> haven't you haven't you read the charts covid doesn't exist in florida cuz governor said so
0: they literally just said if you want to have a super bowl with 68,000 people we're not going to stop you like that is just
2: and it's a, and it's a home game of the one year for it to be a home game. It's well, I mean, the year like that COVID. doesn't
0: I mean, it, it is kind of like it'd be kind of cool in a weird way if uh if the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl in their home stadium. But like it's not like a home game in the sense that like half of those tickets are going to end up being Chiefs fans anyway. It's not like they take, well, not like they take Rona think, more serious in Kansas than they do in Florida. Like, let's be honest.
2: I think right, right now they're only inviting healthcare workers. I don't know it's if it's not only healthcare. How they're doing that. it is
0: they've got 22,000 total, which is a third of the, of the stadium. Uh, 7,500 of those 22,000 are healthcare workers and they're vaccinated. So, like, they can do whatever they want. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. I have no problem with them doing that. Um, but then the other 15,000 or so, or however many that is, I, I don't want to do the math. Um, the remaining three quarters or so of uh, the fans are just, you know, randos. So, like, you know, that's going to be really weird. And that's going to be split up. Like, a bunch of Chiefs fans are going to make their way to Tampa Bay. So, it's not really – even if it were a full thing, it wouldn't be, like, a real home game. They'd just be in their home stadium. I'm excited to see it. You know,
2: I'm, I'm excited to see at least a semblance of fans. It'll just be a nice – It'll be nice to see you again.
0: I'm excited for that commercial with the weekend that plays during every media timeout to finally go off the air after. Oh yeah. And I like the weekend. I actually like that song, but it's been played so much during every NFL playoff game that like I can't take it anymore.
2: I I can picture that commercial right now.
0: Like I mean, you just—it's like every media timeout, you just get this stuck in the back of your head. <laughs> Like, I can picture the parking attendant humming the song. <laughs> no, I can see it, too, honestly. Like, I cannot – like, it's it stinks, too, because, like, I'm going to hear this song on the radio in six months, and I'm going to associate it with a bad NFL commercial. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm venting about nothing, but
2: – No, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I, I think in general, it'll be interesting to see what the halftime shows like this year, too –
0: yeah, you I guys, mean, I think uh, the halftime show will actually be decent for what it's worth, but.
1: You guys want me to dive into another topic that I had in my rapid fire that you guys are yeah. clearly reading off at this point?
0: Let's just let's just start, yeah. you know, let me just hit, you know, we'll go rogue. I'm just going to hit the rapid fire intro music right now, and we're just going to do rapid fire. Does that work for you, Kay, or we got we got let's, time? Let's
1: do it. I'll actually save this one till the last, because I think it's going to be pretty good.
0: All right, fine. All right, no commercial break. This is just rapid fire.
1: Welcome back, guys. You know, we were never gone, but here's rapid fire. Number one is uh, Jason Witten, who last played for the Oakland Raiders, has decided that he's going to retire as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Question I wanted to ask you guys. Jason Witten Hall of Famer or no?
2: I hate him, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, I mean, as far as tight ends go, I mean, he's up there with one of the best, so. Not really a question for me. Yeah, he's a giant killer, but he deserves to be in the hall.
1: I like that. I like that. All right, next up is Matthew Stafford, who is most likely going to be on the move, Uh, was known to be uh, a hot subject for the Detroit Lions, who got inquiries from one-third of the league, which includes probably 11 to 12 teams So more than a third of the NFL has reached out to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. Where do you guys think he's going to end up? And, you know, what's going to be the best place for him to, I guess, most likely end his career? Uh, God forbid nothing bad happens.
0: I mean, I feel like this is a really good uh, quarterback market because there are a few good teams that are going to be in the market for a quarterback. Like Indianapolis is one. uh, New Orleans is another one. Um, there's another one that I can't think of. Maybe the Steelers. I don't know. That would mess up with my uh, Steelers uh, short bet, but, you know, that's not really important right now. There are like three or four teams that could use a good quarterback, and having Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson potentially on the market at the same time, in addition to the quarterbacks that are coming up through the draft, very interesting
3: to see. Deshaun Watson's going to be on the Jets, though, right, Chris? Oh, no doubt.
0: Not a doubt in my mind.
3: Like, All right. All right, thank you. Bleeds you green.
1: That. Not if uh, not if the Packers were to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Texans, you don't know that. that hey, be hey, nice.
3: hey! Don't even put that in the air, K or I, I put I put stuff. your
0: opal on. I can take your opal off. Don't you even think about it.
3: Don't even put those vibes into the air. I'm oh. all about listen.
0: I'll short recently, all your stocks.
3: Recently, I'm all about good juju's, good vibes. No TikToks on the on the on the logos. No corporate. That was that. That, that was bad juju. I don't like that. All right, all right.
2: How would you guys feel Next. about Matt Stafford going to the Jets?
0: Because that if, would be bad for both Wats- sides.
2: What if Watson wants to go to Miami? Because everyone from the beginning, it's been Watson wants to go to Miami. So let's say that happens. Here's the thing. Would you rather have Matt Stafford or the second overall pick, whoever that ends up being?
0: I would for the situation. If the jets were a quarterback away, here's the difference between Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a guy that you could potentially have as your quarterback for the next 10 plus years. And he'd be a franchise guy. Matthew Stafford is in more of a Peyton Manning going to Denver situation where he's got a limited window to compete. Um, The jets should not be tying themselves to a limited window. That's what makes Deshaun Watson so appealing is that he has a long window ahead of him. Most of his career has yet to be played. Um, but for Matthew Stafford, like, if they traded all their capital, because they would have to pay a lot to get Matthew Stafford despite his age, they'd give up all that capital. It would be hard for them to build around him in the short term, and they would just waste the rest of his career the way most of his career has been wasted in Detroit.
2: Um, yeah, but I don't think the capital would be near what it would be. It would for be. A Watson
0: quarterbacks are very overpriced. Like there, awesome. like there's a lot of inflation when it comes. To, well, I mean, quarterbacks like Dwayne Her Haskins that got drafted in the first dollars. round every year. So like, yeah. Well, Cousins was yikes, uh, but yeah. If if Watson, I think is obviously number one, uh, as long as you you uh, are in the mix for him. And then option two, I think is just draft Fields or Wilson.
3: All right, fair enough.
1: I mean... We're gonna i going to move down my list. Um, we're going to throw it back to uh, some Rutgers basketball that we discussed earlier in the show. Ron Harper Jr. was named a top 10 candidate for the Julius Irving Award, which is awarded to the best small forward of the year. What do you guys think that Ron needs to do um, with the remainder of the season to kind of capture that trophy? We all know that you know, he was a midseason candidate for the Wooden Award, and now he's a top 10 candidate for the Irving Award.
2: He needs to play better than he did he has the past couple games.
1: I was really surprised when I heard this
2: today. Like, not to be rude, like it's awesome for Ron, but he really hasn't played at like a super high level over the last stretch of games. And no one on Ruggers has, obviously. But yeah, it was surprising. But I hope this will motivate him to, you know, be a little more confident with his shot than he's been the past couple games, and just try to get up more.
0: I mean, look, you can't really assess Ron Harper Jr.'s season until it's over because you don't know what the rest of the game – the hope is that he'll be closer to what he was in December than what he was in the beginning of January, um, and I'm confident that he will. I think he'll end up averaging, like, maybe 18 points a game, which is still a lot better than he was last year. Uh, but that five or six-game slump is going to drag him his average down a bit. So, you know. It's, I I think he'll be I I, I don't know I don't know I, I'm optimistic that he's gonna have a nice end to the season, um, and I think that his next year, his senior year, is when he's really gonna shine. So I'm looking forward to watching that as a fan in the rack.
1: Fingers crossed! Fingers I, crossed!
0: I think he needs to get his shooting back.
1: Maybe
4: not exactly what it was in that early stretch of games, like Chris mentioned, because that was i mean lights out shooting i don't know if you could replicate that again but somewhere close to that obviously the last couple of games have not been his best but somewhere closer to where he was shooting in the beginning of the year could definitely help him when it comes to awards
3: now uh can I, I have a question kind of a rapid fire topic also related to rutgers basketball um with with there being you know such good recruiting now, obviously from Steve Peichel, and we're getting more and more higher recruits and better better players, do you see anyone transferring next season? Uh, and if so, who is it?
2: I mean, I'm sure this is probably what everyone else would say, but we've seen kind of a reduction in the role of montez mathis you know he only got three minutes against indiana and this is temporary for now but if he keeps um you know getting not much playing time then i could definitely see him transferring to you know like a mid-major school or something like that other than that not really but montez if he if he keeps not playing then possibly
0: Yeah, I, I think it's just a case of they got really hot earlier in the year and they cooled off a bit. They're not gonna be shooting the same way they were in in December. I mean it's, it's Ron Harper Jr., as good as he is, he's not gonna shoot fifty percent from deep. As much as I'd love to see it, it's just not gonna happen. But I, I think that the trajectory is still upwards. So I'm I'm excited to see what this team can do down the stretch.
1: All right, I'm going to move on to my next topic, which was about NBA news. Uh, Last night, I don't know if you guys had seen, but Jamal Murray was charged with a flagrant two and ejected from the game after basically giving a low blow to a Dallas Mavericks player. And for that, he was fined $25,000. And the other news in NBA was that Donovan Mitchell is now on concussion protocols. How do you guys think these, um, you know, well, one is obviously an injury and the other one is a fine, but your thoughts?
2: That Jamal Murray one was bad. It was, he, he had like a handful. He had a handful. It was, it was definitely a foul. He deserved it. Um, I hope Donovan Mitchell's okay. Of course. But yeah, that Jamal Murray one was bad. That was some Draymond Green level play didn't like it or not drip steven adams that's some steven adams level play right there and i and i did not like it
1: all right i guess i will move on to the last topic which will circle back around to super bowl commercials don't know if you guys have heard but coke pepsi and budweiser are not going to be advertising during the super bowl Budweiser is said to be donating all the money that they would have spent on the commercial to COVID vaccine research. And Pepsi instead is just going to be focusing on the halftime show and sending a campaign message with the weekend. Um, Coke is just not going to participate at all because they just didn't make a lot of money to everything being closed. So guys, thoughts of no more Coke, Pepsi, or Budweiser commercials on Super Bowl Sunday.
4: I'll definitely miss the Clydesdales, but I think um, it's big of these companies to do that because this is one of the you know biggest times to advertise um, and Super Bowl commercials are a lot. I think what's that number? It's like some ridiculous millions of dollars for a 30-second commercial. I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's good for these companies if they're going to put their money where their mouth is and you know start helping out um, during this pandemic, which a lot of... Big companies actually were doing a lot of them converted their factories into making PPE um or to making hand sanitizer. So I like it. I think it's continuing a trend that started back in March. I think is a good trend to continue.
2: Hopefully, this means the Super Bowl won't be eight hours. I mean, sometimes the coverage is just is just long and it feels like a long time. But obviously the commercials will be missed. Um yeah. It's interesting how. We get this incredible, you know, once-in-a-generation quarterback matchup in the Super Bowl, and there's going to be a third of the fans there. There's going to be not as many commercials. 2021 is just interesting beyond measure.
0: I mean, if they're a halftime show commercial, is any indication, I, I, I've i seen enough from Pepsi already. Like, I'm sorry, I, I I'm going back to my earlier point, but... I just found that commercial to be so irritating.
1: Man, who do you want to perform in the halftime show, huh?
0: No, no, I, I don't know. And here's the crazy thing about it is I like The Weeknd. I do. Like, I think he's he's a good musician. I, I'll i probably like him better than I like last year's halftime show. Um, he was but,
2: great in Uncut Gems.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone in Uncut Gems, you know. Just put The Weeknd and Mike Francesa on stage for 15 minutes see how that works out. Uh, that commercial was- is just...
3: That commercial's on the air
0: repeatedly. That's why I don't like it. It's not even that bad of a commercial. Right. It's just every media time out. It's like the NFL it's equivalent of the Nightline read.
3: It, it, that about the, win? It's just too much.
2: Down about the tough loss?
0: Need a place to react? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? I just looked up what? at the Zeta screen, and the first promo up is the Nightline promo.
2: Of course it is. Course it is. <laughs> Zeta is listening. Zeta's like the F. Zeta has an FBI agent too, just like the phone.
0: It's a, it's a random, uh, Dylan. It's a randomly generated thing. It doesn't it doesn't know anything. It's not listening to us at all. Like there's not going to be a GameStop uh, promo on there.
4: That'd, the be awesome. that'd be
0: awesome. That'd be creepy. That'd be, awesome. no, that'd be creepy. It would also be an oh, be violation. Oh, it be creepy.
2: But...
1: Yeah. It would be. Underwriting. Yes. Us, us
0: being a, a non-commercial station.
1: I got a, uh, a on-the-spot rapid-fire topic. Nice. Mel Kiper has released his first NFL mock draft of 2021. Lay it on. Guess off. who the Jets are taking at the number two pick? J- Justin Not Fields. Justin
2: Fields. No. I, Devontae I saw Smith. Oh, my God. Get, Justin Fields
0: is like seventh in that draft. Take away lines, his right? take away his internet. Shut off his Wi-Fi. That is Yeah. I, oh, that is he, abysmal. I, the co- he might have COVID
2: in like his brain. He might have COVID in his brain. Oh just, my
0: God.
3: He, Chris, he, I know he has, at
2: seven.
3: He has Chris, Zach Wilson. I know that. You're a fan of Justin Fields, but I really don't want the Jets to take him at two. All
0: right, all right. if you don't want him to take Justin Fields, I can understand that. But seeing where they are in the quarterback position and the holes that they have, taking Devontae Smith without having anyone to throw the ball to him would be a, it would be a Jets move. I'm not going to lie, but this is supposed to be a new era.
2: Like taking Kyle Brady over Warren Sapp
3: and nothing ever changes.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would ever do that?
3: Well remember the, the argument around Sam Darnold is he he doesn't have enough weapons.
0: Oh, that's not my and, argument against Sam Darnold.
3: Listen. <laughs> and mine <I> mean, <laughs> I, we all we all have our we have we all have our arguments. Uh he clearly doesn't have weapons, whether we think that's why he is underperforming or not. Um and I'm not disagreeing that it's not a Jet's move necessarily. But Mel Kuyper could have made, could have put that mock draft out with the uh, thought in mind that the Jets are going to have Deshaun Watson next year.
0: But here's the thing, though. I mean, I would love if this happened, but there's no way that, um, there's no way that the Jets would get Deshaun Watson and still have the number two pick. Like That would you're have right. to be part of the pack. No, if, no, if, you're right. I if the, think if the Texans are stupid enough to say, oh, sure, we'll take your uh, Seattle pick in a, in a second rounder for Deshaun Watson, I mean, that would be what Bill O'Brien would do. I don't know who's running the show over there, but they don't seem to know what they're doing very much given the decisions they've made the last few weeks. But, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, if the Jets drafted Devontae Smith over a quarterback – I don't even think – here's the thing, though. I think that there are other, like, wide receiver prospects, and I know Devontae Smith will the Heisman, and I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player, but I think there are other wide receiver prospects that I think are a little more NFL-ready. Like, I think Jamar right. Chase I, out of LSU is a stud.
3: What do you think of Jalen Waddle? I, I like Jalen Waddle, too. Receiver. I,
0: I would draft – personally, I would take both of them over Devontae Smith. I think Devontae you Smith know, is going to be good, but oh, I wouldn't draft I, know it's, uh, I don't know. He's not my wide receiver one. I'm sorry.
1: You know what's mind-boggling? What? is that all three of those guys in Kuyper's draft are picked before Justin Fields. Yeah, I think think Justin Fields disrespected. All three of them. Where's Fields going again in this draft? Fields is going number seven to the Lions, and the Falcons are getting Zach Wilson instead. Where's
2: Panay Sewell?
1: He's at number five to the Bengals.
2: There is no way he goes number five. He's gonna go. And
0: the Dolphins are if they don't get if they don't get Deshaun Watson, they're not gonna draft another quarterback. They're getting.
1: Pineso. Dolphins are set to get Jamar Chase.
2: Oh, Jamar Chase, Devontae Parker, and Mike Gesicki in the same offense.
0: Bill O'Brien's about to screw over the Jets for the next ten years with that awful trade give you a number three overall pick for Laramie Tunsell. <laughs>
1: That's
2: why you don't hire Bill O'Brien unless you're a program coming off a scandal.
0: I mean, Penn State hired <laughs> Exactly. You took the word right out of my mouth. Penn State hired him. I'm, so, like, that should tell you I'm everything sorry, you didn't know.
2: But after those sanctions, I could have went 8-5 and five at one of their teams. Because they were always going to be good again. Yeah. Anyone could have rebuilt that program.
0: It's like, hey, you want to convince uh, the recruits to go to Penn State? Yeah, yeah, that'll work well. You didn't have to recruit I'm against sure that Shiano. Works. That's the biggest uh, benefit he had. Mm hmm. So, all right, mm-hmm. it's the top of the eight o'clock hour, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, appreciate that, K.O.R. Uh, appreciate all my co hosts who are coming on. This has been the Wednesday edition of the WRSU crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick. Ladies and gentlemen, very deep,
3: deep bass of Grammy.